This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. So, as probably a lot of our listeners know, I know Jason Kelly knows this, I'm a big fan of all girls and all women education. Um, my daughter's in an all girls upper school. I went to an all women's college. So, I'm very excited about our next guest, Dr. Marisa, Marisa Porges. She's head of the Baldwin School. It's an all girls K through 12 school. She's got a new book out today. It is entitled What Girls Need How to Raise Bold, Courageous, and Resilient Women. And she, man, her background, she's a former U.S. Naval officer and former senior advisor to the White House during the Obama. Obama administration, and she joins us on the phone from Pennsylvania. Uh, very impressive, but I have to say, I look forward to a day when we don't say that about a woman because all women have your backgrounds, <laughs> and no, it's just a Carol. given. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're all awesome, and we are all bold, and that's the story we want to tell our next generation. Well, well, well. Tell Marissa, tell us about you know what is the biggest difference between girls and what girls need and what boys need, especially when it comes to learning in their early years, that's going to pay off big time later on, especially when they're out in the work world. Yeah, I think it's this sense that we need to give our girls earlier and earlier some of the key skills that will differentiate them when they're adults. Things that came to me later in life, you may have your own stories about that when you learn to negotiate, when you learn to self-advocate, these things that, you know, by and large, come more naturally to young boys, um, social norms, the way they're raised. Um, but we need our girls to have those strong voices, to be able to step into a room and negotiate, have an ask, and have it be effective in a way that feels personal to them. It's also interesting to think about some of the key skills that are very natural to our girls, how they empathize and communicate. And if we lean into those strengths, that will be their competitive advantage when they're older, too. So it's both, you know, bridging the gap and helping them lean into their strengths. Well, and uh, Marissa, it's interesting to have this conversation, as Carol pointed out earlier in the show, like we're having this series of conversations almost by accident. I mean, we totally planned it on on this show today (laughs) around education. We were speaking with the dean of the business school down at Fuqua, uh, Fuqua Business School at Duke University, and and he was talking about sort of this three – three-layered approach to some extent around leadership, which I'm guessing you would agree with because he talked about IQ and EQ, which we talk so much about, but also DQ, uh, which I would say is Dairy Queen, but he would say is the decency quotient, which I think is so interesting to think about as we try and raise empathetic young people. And I wonder, how do you teach something like that or how do you nurture it? Well, it's such a critical part of how we need to raise the next generation. And this idea that it can actually be taught, it's a learned skill that can be reinforced, um, even in how in, in what books you choose for your, um, your mm-hmm. kids. We learn empathy by taking other people's perspectives, by stepping into other people's shoes, and then thinking, well, not just how would we want to feel, but how would they want to feel. So read fiction. Read fiction where the protagonist, especially for young girls, is someone who is a young girl themselves but has a different background. You know, it's something that we weave into our curriculum at Baldwin, and I know, Carol, I'm sure your daughter's school does as well, but we need to think about this for all our girls and our boys too, especially these days when we're really trying to bridge gaps and understand different perspectives. And so that is a key way you can actually teach the skill of EQ, of, excuse me, empathy, um, alongside these other skills that we know we've talked about already so far. Right. So I do want to ask you, I mean, not to take this in, in too much of a turn, but uh, Carol mentioned your background. And, and I do wonder, I mean, give us the the one-minute version of, you know, sort of how you touch those different things and end up um, doing what you're doing leading a school. Well, I think it's uh, 
one of the things we want to teach our girls is to be risk-taking risk and follow their follow their personal passions and see where it gets them. And I had the good fortune of going to Baldwin myself. I, too, am an alum of an all-girls school. And when I was young, my dream job was to fly uh, jets for the Navy. And I pursued that passion. And then it took me different directions. And one day was given the opportunity to give back to the community that gave me so much and set the stage for the next generation. And so it's one of those moments where we uh, take risks in new ways and learn to lean into leadership. Uh, so it's it's both the fact that I had my own uh, chance and then I'm ready to give it to the next generation, make sure they're set up for success too. What was your experience though uh, in, the, in the U.S. military, in the U.S. Navy? Because I feel like that can be such a difficult world for women still. Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, part and parcel of having navigated a lot of male-dominated fields and for everyone who's listening and is in a tech industry or a corporate industry and finance, it's still a place where there's so many barriers that we see on a daily basis that you get used to them. Um, it's the moment when you put on your equipment and you realize the equipment was made for a man of a different size and different shape and doesn't really fit me. So I actually had a final waiver saying, if anything happened, I'd be okay with it and went through the U.S. military. Wow. And yet, um, it, yet it, it was you know, what I wanted to do. And I had the good fortune of having mentors, male mentors as well, who set the stage for me and allowed me to, to pursue that passion. Uh, but I do think that it, it does take a certain um, resilience, a certain uh, competitive spirit. I mean, that was for me something that really made a big difference um, and that we want to make sure our girls have those core skills. They can pursue these fields no matter um, you know, when they get older, no matter what the gender bias looks like then. Well, I'm thinking about your book, too, and I'm, I'm wondering what the Marissa today would tell the younger Marissa um, b- based on what you've learned. Oh, yeah, I think it, it's interesting. I, um, I came to my voice despite my all-girls upbringing um, and despite a lot of what I was told. I think um, in some ways I came to a little bit of my voice late. I mean, there's one story in the book where I had the most pivotal moment in my career at some level um, was sitting around the table in the West Wing with the President of the United States that moment we all dream about where you're like stuck, you know, literally, you know, asking, talking about national security, talking about my area of expertise. And it was the cliche of cat got your tongue. And I watched other people around the table um, speak to my issue set. And I left just thinking, wow, missed my opportunity. I had the good fortune of being able to sit down with um, the president later and and speak to him about um, Al Qaeda and ISIS and my issues. And so I I did recover. Um, But I, I do think there's, moments when uh, I, too, realized that there was just a hurdle I had to overcome and I had to still train myself, even as a young adult, to do these things. And I think we want the next generation not to have those moments. Right. Let's get back to our conversation with Dr. Marissa Porges. She is currently the head of school at the Baldwin School, former U.S. Naval officer, former senior advisor to the White House. And Marissa, I wanted to pick up kind of where we left off because Carol asked a great question about what you would tell your younger self. And what's interesting is you have like, I guess, a few hundred of your younger selves that you're talking to all the time. And so I do wonder when you came into this job, what was one thing or or a couple things that you changed or adapted or, or did differently based on your experience there as a student, but then your later experience in the military and then uh, in the government. Yeah. Well, uh, on, you know, on one hand, we have such expert teachers and administrators that I, you know, have the good fortune of letting them reinvent the curriculum on a daily basis and things that go on in schools these days. It's just, it blows your mind. So 
Um, you know, on that level, I was walking into a really wonderful situation. Um, and yet I always think we can do more to talk to our girls and really be honest with them about what it takes for um, for young women to grow into their best leadership self. And so we did start a leadership course for our seniors, and we talked uh, very directly about some of the challenges that they'll face, particularly as women, not just in college, but as they leave and enter the real world. And I think as the system is changing, there's still a lot of barriers to entry and things that we want our girls to, to know about before they you know, meet these situations so they can face them head on. And I think it's also about um, teaching really how our girls want to you know, learn from failure, how they should be taking risks, how they need to be resilient. And that's part of this book as well is really what we can do to teach the skills of resilience, the skills of risk-taking um, from an early age so that you know, they're ready to be the entrepreneurs that we know they need to be and want to be when they get, get older. I have to say, bam, Marissa, man, when you said about this idea of taking risks, like I, I, I mentor a lot of younger women and I constantly am saying, and I say this to my daughter who's 17, you know, make yourself uncomfortable and don't be afraid and, and take those risks. Cause I do think that there is a big difference between men and women. And I know that there are studies out there that even for jobs that women feel like they have to tick the boxes on everything. And men are like, yeah, I got most of them, you know, <laughs> I'm perfect for the job there. I don't know whether it's just the DNA, what, what it is, but I feel like that's something that women and young girls have to be more comfortable with. 100%. And studies show exactly what you're saying. And I think every woman listening to their show can, can remember a moment when they realize they let some uh, a guy take an opportunity that could have been theirs if only they were a little more of a risk taker, put themselves forward. Um, and I think if we can talk about this from an early age, and there are things we can do concretely to push our girls to, to practice feeling uncomfortable, yeah. get used to those moments. And they build a muscle that later on when they're adults, they'll be like, yeah, no, I got this. I'm okay with that moment because when I was little, my parents, my teachers, my family members encouraged that in me. And there's tricks and skills and strategies that work for that. And that's what the book is about. I have to follow up. Jason, I, I'm like pointing at him. I'm like, yeah, see, it's you men. But no, I don't really mean that. But I mean, there is something about... It was you funny. do mean it. You're just hopefully not talking well, about me. But no, I was around... I have a lot of nieces and they're in their mid to, you know, or young 20s. But this whole idea of like, women are so quick to say sorry and back yeah. off. And, and I do think that there is something in society that has yet to change to accept women who are powerful and strong and aggressive. Very much so. And there's an interesting studies that show about competitiveness, right, mm -hmm. and how we nurture this healthy competitive nature. We think com competition is, you know, thought of as bad for a lot of our young girls. They think, no, it's about, I don't want to beat my friend. I don't want to stand out at the spelling bee or on the soccer field. And we need our girls to thrive in a competitive environment because it's a good thing. You know, guys do it and we know that it takes that to get to the top in any industry. Um, and it's healthy, too. It's not a maladaptation. So, you know, it's about that. It's about how we own our best self and, you know, and, and have a little feistiness with it. You know, you could call it aggressiveness, but you could also just call right. it feistiness too, right? Yeah, and being right. in the game, right? I have one last question. and Jason, I will sure. let you talk at some point, but Marissa, you're going to have to come back. What do you think a female vice president if that's, that's what we exactly get. What I was, I was going to go to politics next because we've heard this criticism right. of a lot of the people who are vying for this job. of like, mm, she's a little aggressive. Like, what do you think a female yeah. vice president might bring to a ticket and really, more importantly, an administration, a White House, and ultimately our nation? Well, I think it's such an important moment for the country. And I think one thing we have seen that 
um, women bring to the table the diversity of perspectives and a willingness to see from lots of different perspectives um, how to solve a problem, how to lean into a moment and really collaborate um, to find a solution. And I, I think that comes with how we communicate naturally, how um, we empathize and how that's reinforced throughout our lives. And I think it's something that uh, will you know, serve the next administration well if, if it goes that direction. But uh, I'm excited to see that play out and hopefully we're all ready for it right in that com- that part of the conversation we're so ready in fact it's way overdue <laughs> exactly, exactly we feel very very ready for that all right uh really good to catch up with you congratulations yeah. on the book we uh appreciate your time and your efforts around this dr marissa porges she is the current head of the baldwin school and the author of what girls need how to raise bold courageous and resilient mm. women a really important read timely to say the least she's a former u.s naval officer Senior advisor to former President Barack Obama, Carol. Yeah, she's another one we have to get come come back to, and yeah, I know she's absolutely. been grappling too with having to shut down her school. I, I was kind of checking out some of the videos that she's been posting online for her school, and right, um, you know, it's tough for anybody who's in education right now and and trying to find the way forward.